the Defense Department and the Office of Personnel Management at last have their ducks in a row to move the massive security clearance program from one agency to the other. But the upcoming transfer isn't the only thing the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency is working on. The newly renamed agency is also developing a new end-to-end IT system, and it's preparing to implement a series of new policies the Trump administration is slowly piloting. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the details. Get a bunch of government and industry security professionals in one room, and the first question isn't about the security clearance backlog or the executive order that the president is supposed to sign authorizing the move of the security clearance program from OPM to the Pentagon. That's because the EO is signed, and both OPM and DOD say they're well into preparations to get ready for the move. The whole security clearance program is supposed to transfer by October 1st. And the backlog, by the way, is at 386000 and it's still going down. Keeping the backlog low and reaching what's been deemed as a steady state of 250,000 security clearances is still the goal, especially during the upcoming security clearance transfer. But at this point, both the National Background Investigations Bureau and DOD's newly named Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency are merging and creating a new organization that's designed for the future. The DCSA is the agency that's going to serve as the security clearance, suitability, and vetting provider for just about all of government. Charlie Phelan is the new acting director of the DCSA. He's also still the director of the NBIB. Basic precept is, and I am more and more convinced as I look at what's happening within DCSA now, whether it is vetting, whether it is the technology protection, whether there's a counter, a lot of things in motion, a lot of momentum right now that has been built up to get things going in the right direction. And the last thing we want to do is disturb that momentum in any way, shape, or form. And so our next step after October 1st is going to reflect our commitment not to mess with that momentum. The key officials that are part of this transfer all say they're trying to design an organization and an IT system and security clearance process It's focused on something called Trusted Workforce 2.0. That's the initiative that OPM and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence are steering, and they're trying to design new suitability and security clearance standards that are built for 2019 and beyond. The policies aren't out yet, but Trusted Workforce 2.0 is the framework DOD is using to transform now. Patricia Stokes is the director of the Defense Vetting Directorate. The team is also responsible for piloting the potential operational uh, capabilities that Trusted Workforce 2.0 policy-wise will allow for us. That's also very critical. You know, we are very grateful for our policymakers. I think for the first time, policy is going to precede the ability to even execute. Continuous evaluation, of course, is and has been a big part of the future. DOD has been enrolling federal employees and contractors who would otherwise undergo a periodic reinvestigation every five years or so into a series of automatic background checks. They're enrolled in a program that pulls from a couple different data sources that mostly cover financial, criminal, public records, and eligibility. The ODNI, though, has a continuous evaluation program, too. Both of those programs are separate right now, but maybe not for long. Here's Stokes. They are, I'm glad to report, connecting to the high side data sources that the DNI provides in continuous evaluation. We, as the United States government, made a very deliberate decision that we would not duplicate effort that the DNI is affording us for good government. It's the right thing to do. Um, we are tapping into the data sources that they have 
uh, I'll say, and on the high side, and we have low side data sources together. They combine into our continuous evaluation program, and they will be critical to continuous vetting program that the Trusted Workforce 2.0 will offer us in the future. DOD has a little over 1.3 million people enrolled in its continuous evaluation program today. The Army has the biggest share of that population. Industry makes up roughly 27% of all continuous evaluation. And DCSA's Vetting Risk Operations Center is growing as DOD continues to add more people into the CE program. Then there's the new IT system the DOD is building. It's called the National Background Investigation Service, and it's supposed to be an end-to-end security clearance processing system. Terry Carpenter is the program officer in charge of NBIS. His team has been busy rolling out regular releases for the new IT system. You've heard before how important transforming the process is. You're hearing about those changes right now. I hear some of the pain of that change, and that's normal. So we're making sure that that architecture can support the rapid pace of change and keep up. We're really excited about the opportunity to adjust and really support Trusted Workforce 2.0 and really try to achieve those new Trusted Workforce investigative tiers being delivered as close to a new policy being signed as possible. Sometimes that's hard in IT. You hear the words years following a change in policy. We're looking to do it a lot shorter. Um, We think we can with this. Part of the Trusted Workforce 2.0 initiative is a push to develop new kinds of security clearances altogether, based on the situations that federal employees and contractors find themselves in in today's world. Carpenter says his team is considering all of this as they build out a better experience for their users. Our users, whether in a federal agency, DOD, or industry partner group, are dealing with modern capabilities every single day in and out of work. So we're trying to bring those same best practices, those same capabilities to make that user experience much better inside this application. Having a user sitting in a chair and swiveling to five or six different windows on their screen and trying to figure out which one do I open up while they were a DOD employee and then going out and joining industry and working for you all and then going and having to go to different screens and try to figure out what that's like. So as part of this transformation, not only are we transforming the process, and building a more secure foundation in the application. But we're really going to look at that user experience. There's a lot of focus on what's new, but not completely. The Defense Department's Consolidated Adjudications Facility is trying to catch up now that NBIB has made so much progress on the security clearance backlog. After all, a background investigation isn't completely done until it's adjudicated, and sometimes that's been the holdup. It's unclear exactly how big the backlog is at DOD CAF, But the department is trying to add more people and streamline some of its operations. David Wright is with the DOD CAF. We have several Lean Six Sigma programs going on to help us with our efficiencies. As we move underneath the CSA, we are reorganizing to create specialized teams and task organized to help us find greater efficiencies and to improve our training opportunities and improve our consistency in our adjudications. Lastly, we're addressing the process with reciprocity to make sure that that is happening as quickly and as efficiently as possible. DOD's CAF divvied up its pending adjudications into three groups. There's a group that needs adjudications now to get back to work quickly. That's mainly employees and contractors who have secret or top-secret clearances. The CAF says this population is generally getting their adjudications now in about 12 days. Then there's a risk group. 
It includes people who need periodic reinvestigations that have been deemed medium or high risk. And finally, there's a group of deferred individuals. DOD is no longer fully adjudicating anyone who has a periodic reinvestigation that's considered low risk. Those cases are being put to the side, at least for now. That process, though, is prompting a little bit of concern for industry. Quentin Wilkes is the industry spokesperson for the National Industrial Security Program Policy Advisory Committee. One of the things that we're taking a really close look at is deferring of investigations that are pending adjudication of the CAF. We've heard a lot about, you know, how this is going to help clear up space so that they can adjudicate the issue cases. But we still want to take a look at this because if they're low to no risk cases, you know, maybe taking a look at e-adjudication or something that we can put in place so that the members in the field actually know that the case is being deferred. At the moment, there's no way that on the industry side of the house from looking at JPAS or looking at this that we know that the case is deferred. It just says pending adjudication at the CAF. So hopefully moving forward, we'll have more on that, and, and hopefully at some type of change will we'll come into place. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.